I got a Nazi blasting plane flying through the German rain. Bloodshot eyes, I don't care. Got some bloody underwear, cause to be honest, the Nazis scare me. Why do the Nazis scare you? Cause I'm Jewish. Are you really Jewish? I heard you lied. My grandfather was, but I don't get in the club. You don't get in the club if granddaddy got the Jewish rub. Gotta have grandma making laptop love. <laughs> Gotta have grandma. Gotta have grandma. Gotta have your grandma. Gotta have gotta 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 Your grandma's loins were filled with goo one day and that's where where we got you. We we'll got you from some goulash stew. <sighs> Ketones in the air. You can feel it, it's not fair. We walked through the park for six days, looking into the stars. The stars were our friends, and upon the perimeter we came. We knew we had gotten there by the sound of the falling rain, like pearls upon some trampoline. I gazed upon you, and you upon me. We merged bodies on that day. And from that merging, your grandmother came. Once, twice, thrice, your grandmother came. Uh, I'm coming, Grandma. Having orgasms today. Hey, hi. You're listening to Live to Tape with Johnny Pemberton here on the Feral Audio Network. If you want to help us out, if you want to donate, you want to contribute, go to the feralaudio.com website page on the internet using your browser option, f-click forward slash dickthong boseman, and you hit the boseman whistle and click on Amazon. You shop on Amazon, and we get a little piece of that, and that's how you go about helping us out if you want to help out. Uh, can I promote something it. real quick? Yeah, don't, it's the, the guest, you need to guest, you can't talk yet. You want to talk, guest? Okay, Give go me ahead. that voice. There, there we go. go. Yo, 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 my name is Prince Shackleton D, 
and I, I want to give you my lift code. If you want to take a lift on a special lift, this is not L-Y-F-T, it's L-I-F-E-T. It's a ski lift. It'll come right over your house. You climb on your roof, put a ladder against it, and climb into that lift. Code is 2698444. Answer your phone, Gerald. Answer your phone. Go ahead. Answer your goddamn phone. Do you want to get on this lift and take it? Courtesy of Feral Audio Live, the tape of Johnny Pemberton, Feral Audio Live, Purchase it on the line. Purchase it on the line. I listen to the inside of the main cocoa movement. Step of the thing. Four, 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 five, six, seven, 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 Hello. Hello, Duncan. Hello. How are you, I say? I'm fine. I say, good sir, how are you? Haven't been better. Haven't, Haven't been better. Haven't been better. Well, when have you been better than now you're better are right now? Somewhere in the future, I imagine a few moments from now, because it appears that I am experiencing an exponential increase in my betterment in every single moment. I feel myself moving into a new form, a new shape, and light seems brighter, colors seem more rich and filled with color. A vibrancy, would you say? A different sort of vibrancy is taking hold of your it's, shape? It's as though the hands of some alien being have latched upon the dials of the universe and oh. spinning them in the direction of glory. Have you ever been to Budger's Ledge? Uh, of course, yes. We all go there. Every every fall, I go up to Butcher's Ledge. Budger's Ledge, I say. Butcher's oh, Ledge. I thought you said Budger's Ledge. Uh, Butcher's Ledge is a bit far north for us. I'm speaking of Budger's Ledge, sir. <laughs> um, ah, ledge memories. What well, are your favorite ledge memories? Well, I used to go there where the colorful boys would play, and boy, would they harangue me and make me take out my pudding <laughs> and lay it across the lay it across the grass for them uh, to scrutinize my pud. Yeah, and that's how you know you've been accepted up in the ledge. And any man who's against it, go to another fairground, because on the ledge they're going to take your pudding and they're going to make you feel... Life. Get thee back to where your mother did have it, where you were before you had the thing you got. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, I just want to say All right. that to you. So what's new? Um, <laughs> been thinking a lot. Um, I've been thinking about it. <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about it, and, uh, and I've been spending a lot of time thinking about it, man, and, um... What have you been thinking about? It, you know, in life. And you end up finding yourself sort of in in these uh periods where you're you're thinking about it. And then you of course get to the thing where you're thinking about yourself thinking about it. And then you start thinking about well what is the thing that's thinking about itself thinking about it? Yeah, I that is a that is a funny thing when you think about what you're thinking about. Yeah. And then you're like, well who's that who's thinking about what I'm thinking about? Who's the thing? Who is the thing thinking about? Like, who is that? What is that? It's more like, what is that, right? Yeah, because we got something telescoping in here, and then you're like, well, clearly the the damn thing thinks about itself. You know, they do say that the simulation that we're in right now is the mind of God, and that 
uh, since we're all thoughts in the mind of God, right, that right. we are simulating our own realities using the most advanced neuroprocesses in the known universe, the human brain. So well, it only makes sense that the individual, the question here, Johnny, and it's a question right. every man and woman should be asking themselves every time they wake from a dream is, do the characters in my dream dream? And if they dreamed the characters in their dream dream, because now we've got a telescoping inward dream state, a kind of infinite progression into the subconscious, into the quantum flux states of the synaptic cleft, brother. And that right there is where we're going to find the secret of who we really are. You know what I know. These ancient grandma tales of the Ukrainian people are uh, what I spent my uh, undergraduate years studying. And okay, I'll yeah. never forget my first exposure to them when I realized the deep and rich grandma stories of the Ukrainians. My God, that first story I read, I could not sleep. I was so excited, and I went down that rabbit hole. It's like uh, taking your first sip of butter, really. It really is. Because I remember when you introduced me to those, and I, I found it difficult to reinvent the taste that I made and uh there's an old saying um can you taste the taste you're making right right i couldn't taste the waste i'm making you know the problem about it is 
in, in, in many of these tales, when we talk about the symbol of the, of the grandmother from the exoteric, not the esoteric well, approach. You want to explain the difference between that real quick? Absolutely. We're talking about outside mm. to inside. So the grandmother, for example, let's take one of the more popular Ukrainian tales, right, right. the time that grandmother fell upon the wolf lad. And this is a very highly erotic tale where, uh, in this legend, Grandma Tan was walking Grandma through. Grandma Tan, Grandma Tan. This is an esoteric tale. Well, this is the exoteric tale, and we can go in the deeper levels, but it ends up with some, uh, it, it, all of these tales end with some form of analingus. And the when you go deeper into it, you know, on the surface, sure, another erotic story of a grandmother lapping at the bottom of some animal person or god, so, goddess, angel. There's no differentiation between the anuses of the animal and animal of the man and the god. That is correct. That's where we get into the esoteric because this is the one of the primary aspects of the mythology is that when we're talking about the butthole, whether it's the butthole of the sphinx, for example, which comes up again and again in these stories and which by the way if you look at some famous e writings of the egyptologists right. there are some wonderful essays on the butthole of the sphinx Did okay. it, was it eroded away it's the door it's how you get into heaven right well that is the final um, it's god's door that's what many people say but the question is a lot of people when they talk about the flooding of the nile valley they think it came from the nile itself but many people think that this came from the sphinx's butthole it was a faucet. It did an ejection of a certain type of fluid that could be undifferentiated as to the type of source because it was a god fluid. That's right. Well, we know it wasn't water because if you study the erosion patterns of many of the stones in the Nile Valley, you'll it find fit. that the water viscosity of what that substance was was a little thicker than water, a little saltier than water, a little more... Fertile than water. Than water might have been. It's just not the kind of thing that water does. We think, and this is a controversial thing to say, or it used to be these days, more catastrophists are agreeing with us, which is that it wasn't water that came from the Sphinx's anus, but a blast of cum that was inserted in there by one of the pharaohs over the course of several years. So you're talking to me about the, the pharaoh would every day go into that sphinx anus and blast a load in there and have a special, the Egyptians had a special way of preserving the viscosity of semen so it stayed in the reservoir as That's opposed correct. to, because you got a hot desert air whipping through there, it's going to dry up anything sticky. Well, this is why they built the pyramids, because they ran out of space for the semen inside the sphinx, so right. there was an entire, we think there is an entire still existing brass tube system running from beneath the sphinx into the pyramid. A brass and, tube system. Yeah, well, that's what's going to keep your ferro uh, semen in that right. kind of environment. Because uh, it doesn't. It's a non-interactive gel. That's right. It's going to keep it flowing and keep it flowing good and hard and long and slick. But this is when they talk about the sudden transition that happened in Egyptian mythology, and this relates directly to what we were talking about earlier with right. Grandma Pan and the Ukrainian tales. Grandma, Grandma Pan. Pan. Grandma Tan, of course, being different from Grandma Pan, but the Pan Tan trilogy of the Ukrainian shamans is one of uh, my top three favorite Ukrainian grandma mythology books. Long and short of it, some disaster, A, meteor impact, B, earthquake, C, 
unknown origin blast caused the pressure system inside the pyramid to shift, forcing the pharaoh ejaculate down through the brass tubes out from the faucet in the sphinx's anus, and this created the Nile River Valley. We call the Nile River Valley. Okay, so all, all that being said, how come crocodiles are so different than alligators? We have been studying this, and uh, this is one of the top conspiracies in um, not only zoology but cryptozoology. Cryptozoology. That's all. That's all. All critters, right? Well, cryptozoology is more focused on the uh, what's going on in the deep, deep uh, waters and right. forests. Dark. There are so many different groves. Glades, I just call it old critters. Well, this is uh, ancient critters. Ancient critters. critters. I'll tell you this. I've, I've seen a baby phoenix firsthand. No way. Yep, that's right. You just see it come out the ashes or you saw it after it got out of the ashes? This is pre-burn, bud. This pre-burn. is like those baby phoenixes, they don't ignite. They just sort of smolder. This I is, thought that they were birthed from the ashes. Oh, no. You're talking about the phoenix uh, when it b- blows itself up. Then it grows it's from its own ashes. But a, a phoenix is going to lay eggs just like any other bird. Oh, I see. I've, there's no fire component to that birth? Not a baby phoenix. I mean, and any, no more than when you you could, you know, you look out and you see a bird, the many phases that bring a bird's flat patterns into focus or it takes time for a bird to fly what well, i'm saying is i heard you can cook an egg on a phoenix egg that egg is so hot you can cook an egg on it that is true that is true you could scramble an egg on a phoenix's egg on a phoenix's beak and that's baby or adult those things are i'll tell you man they're hot as hell that's why they make their uh nests out of wire out wire, of and wire and wire. rocks that's right because if they made it out of the normal bullshit that these like shit birds make their nests out Straw. of but I'll tell you, when I see one of these California wildfires, and you're going to hear from the firefighters, oh, this was caused by a car. A cigarette in Laurel cigarette Canyon. Get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. Nobody's that dumb that they'd go throwing a cigarette out no, their car. Never. In the middle I've of never a seen it. I've never seen never it. Never seen it. No one would do it. No one would ever. We're the most advanced species on Earth, and God damn it, I'm so sick of the demeaning quality of the powers that be. Saying that we're throwing cigarettes, cigarettes out the window. during a drought where everything's just essentially tender. It's a, Hell no. These, they don't want us to know that there it's is phoenixes. a the phoenixes up in Griffith Park are out of control. Well, they're, I've heard that they're straight up mutated. And the problem is these mutated phoenixes have got dummy brains. They they hooked up with pigeons, yep. so they don't got the sense that God gave a lemon, and they're going around making phoenix nests out of dry grapefruit twigs That's and it. burning up the goddamn holy hell to all fucking you know smoke witch. You said I'll tell you this much: if I were you, I wouldn't want one of those self-driving cars because that kind of information you just blast it out on the main wires—the kind of stuff that makes a hacker pop your brakes and send you right off a bridge. What are you talking? Are you talking about what we're talking you're about? You're putting yourself in. I'm putting myself. You know, I resign myself. To the danger. I get it. To the danger. I get at least when I walk to my car, I get it. I get a brick thrown through my window. I get blow dart darts in my neck. I've developed a neck guard that I wear. You have a neck guard for blow darts. You're telling me true right now. That's true. Well, it didn't start until I. you know, when I once you start getting into cryptozoology, you're gonna get splattered with a lot of bullshit, buddy. Resign to the danger. You must resign yourself to the danger if you're gonna talk about the fact that more than likely the phoenixes are gonna get dumber and dumber and dumber, and the next thing you know, they're gonna start laying their red hot eggs in the San Andreas fault, and baby, that's where the quake's gonna come from. 
I heard this sound of a phoenix once. Have you heard this sound before? This is a classic phoenix track. Ah, I love this band. Phoenix track band. This is it. I can't find There's a classic phoenix track there. Do you want to hear my phoenix call? Sure. Ready? Ah. Try it again. Try it again. I could call. I go up in Griffith Park. Uh-huh. I could do my Phoenix call. You want me to do it again? Do it again. And you could take this podcast up to Griffith Park. And let it loose. Play it on a little boombox. And don't be surprised if a Phoenix lands right on your car. Here we go. Ready? Yeah. This is a direct sound of the Griffith Park Phoenix. <laughs> Damn, bitch. Damn. Damn. Damn, y'all. I'm getting swollen up in sweatpants. Yeah. Duncan, have you ever gotten swollen up in sweatpants before? Sure have, man. Some uh, people are really into that. You know, that's a, that's a thing. Some people are really into getting swollen up in sweatpants. I don't get it, man. It's, it's like, I, I guess it's just I don't enjoy having allergic reactions to, to shit, so. Right, so you don't do it that often? Well... Yeah, it happens, but it's not like I'm doing it on purpose. A lot of these people are like intentionally like getting stung, like stinging their like. I guess they're doing the thing where they put bees all over their legs. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that for arthritis. It's crazy. I would never do that. You never get stung. Remember years ago, I had the idea of doing a comedy show where you would get uh, the comedian would get stung by a bee immediately (laughs) before doing a set. I do remember that. It's never, it's never happened, but I, I think it's time. Is it time? I'll tell you. I you know, I got down on internet wormhole and i started watching there's a there's actually now a new genre of youtube videos where people get stung by animals based on like i've I've watched this one the guy who's trying to get everything on the the pain index yes the pain index so it's really pretty awful to watch but there's also a video this guy is a little bit squirrely you know the australian do comedy duo where they make each other do awful shit to each other i think they're australian it's very i can't it's like hamish and Something okay, that sounds familiar. Yeah, they're sounds really familiar. fucking funny. But this, they go to the and you know, I don't, I really don't think it's fake, man. But they go to the, I, I think it's the Amazon where they have this the ritual bull, it's called the bullet. Oh, the, the bullet ant, bullet and you ant, put yeah. your hand into a glove filled with fucking bullet ants, right? So the bullet ant has the most painful sting, apparently. Right. So this guy puts his hand in a glove filled with bullet ants, right? And like. It's amazing because it's a comedy show, but you watch them go from like laughing because he's like screaming into like, oh shit, man. He's like, we gotta take him to the hospital. <laughs> like, they had to take him to the hospital and get him on a morphine drip. Well, I don't understand that though because it's just pain. To me, it's just pain is uh, something where I feel like you could psychologically overcome it. Well, you gotta watch this video, man, because it, it's like, I think, right. I, I think that the. I've watched some of those videos. Uh, Here's this, how I feel I feel like yep. I could do it. Yeah, I, you, I think you could, man. Like you, I think you could. I, I can handle it. I mean, you, you're, you're definitely someone who could probably handle getting stung by thousands of bullet ants. But I just transmute it. Transmute it into what, man? Into like, oh, this feels good. Decide it feels good. I think that that's a perfect beginning for your next <laughs> podcast. Is have the guests come in and get stung by a bullet ant? Well, I don't think it should just be that. I think it should be someone who like just allows themselves to experience 
not just the pain of stings, but all forms of psychological, physical, uh, spiritual pain. <laughs> Every episode, it should be okay. Now you're gonna like. Now you're gonna watch your girlfriend get <laughs> fucked by 19 <laughs> UFC fighters in a row. Okay, now let's just see how you, much it can handle. Yeah, like on the pain index, why is it just ants? You're gonna get yeah. stung by a fucking ant. Hey, guess what we're gonna do? We're gonna exhume your mother's corpse. Well, that's what that's what that, that's supposedly that's what the bullet ant does when you get stung by a bullet ant it uh it's basically makes you watch your parents die in your brain wow see there you go now, that's real so that'd be a they cool, never evolved ant. yeah that's a that's a good evolution of a thing is like when it stings you it causes like a lifetime of paranoia yeah now, they do oh my say God, that would be amazing they do say that toxoplasmosis uh whatever it is the fungus gets in your brain and causes you to have like shifts in your emotional states what is that what is a toxoplasmosis it's in cat shit and it makes mice oh, less that's afraid right. of that's cats. right yeah and it's like that's why i say this the crazy cat there's crazy cat people is because of right. that right because they have a symbiotic relationship smelling right? that fucking cat shit breathing in that <laughs> fungus getting the fucking getting that symbiosis or parasitic relationship with a thing and then you you know you think they're normal, but they're not. You're like, when you talk to someone who's got the toxoplasmosis virus living inside of them, you're talk or fungus, you're talking to a fungus. When you talk to someone on mushrooms, they're being ruled by, they're when, being dominated by. Yeah. They're mounted. Yeah, they're mounted. The spirit. That's right. When a, when, a, when a human is ingested psilocybin, he has or she has fused with the fungus. And, and, and so when you talk to someone on mushrooms, you're having a bit of a conversation with, with a ancient the, past, with a fungus, with a mushroom. Yeah. There's the uh, there's this great episode of Star Trek that I always think about on a top one. When something like this comes up, this episode where Jean-Luc Picard, Captain Jean-Luc Picard, there's this there's this uh, space relic floating out in space, and they encounter it. And they don't they don't know what it is. It just sort of it seems to be benign and have no it has nothing coming off it, no power. It's like just this big relic out in space, and it has some sort of um, psionic ability to basically tap into someone's brain and so it taps into the captain's brain and it renders him unconscious for like three days and they can't get him out of it because they're scared if they pull him out of it it's like what i think what the doctor said is it's like a pulling out a knife from a wound you can't you don't want to pull it out until you know what's going to happen because it might right. cause more damage removing right. it than letting it run its course right so they let the doc well let picard because he's not dying he's just in a coma Right, because this space relic has like mounted him and like put some sort of probe, some sort of psionic probe into his brain, and what you see is Picard lives out an entire lifetime through their culture. So their culture has been long since destroyed, wow. and like for millennia, they've been destroyed. They've been dead. So they have this relic that floats out there, and that's their that tells their story, but it tells a story by implanting an entire lifetime of experience. Yes. In someone's brain, in like the course of three days, Picard was born, grows up, lives, and dies in this culture. Wow! And it's like it's he just got the he got when he came back. Download. Was he bummed? I think he was. It was kind of bittersweet because he had a lot of weird things happen to him there. Like he had a daughter, and he was a musician, and all these big life events happened to him. Uh, but what didn't happen at, a, at a, a fast rate? It happened at a normal rate. To hit to, to his viewpoint, you know, like in um, the movie Inception, how it's all about dreams. And yes. How each step down the dream, the time, 
the the time compresses yeah. exponentially to the point where yeah. if you're a dream within a dream within a dream, it's it's as it's there's a fantastic and I love to say this because I am in the building where this was created. I think I don't know though. There is just a fantastic Rick and Morty episode about this very really? same thing, and it is fu- it's really fucking funny, man. And like because they keep having to go down into dreams. And then, like, they get anyway. It's a, it's really this, but this concept right. of the, I mean, I, I barely understand it, but you know, this is a one of the theories of consciousness. It's a kind of a holistic result of having like all these different systems functioning at the same time. Mm-hmm. Gains gives us self awareness. There's another concept. Someone just sent this word on my forum, and now I can't remember. Ooh. There's a name for one word. It's a great word. It's too. It's a really difficult like word to remember. Is though, it prostatagitation? Something onia. Something like p- something onium onia. Like it's a name. So the idea is, it's like we have we have. It's a it's a it's a form of matter. Consciousness is a form of matter. It's called okay, that makes perceptonium sense. or something. So it's like a. <clears throat> It's a state of matter that can be quantified like any other state of matter. Like, you know how, like, when they're using the Large Hadron Collider, they have these super dense atoms that pop in for milliseconds and mm-hmm. then pop out? But they, they have no reason to study those except just to gain information about the universe. So consciousness is like a, a, a state of matter that somehow interacts with the human nervous system. And in the same way the toxoplasmosis virus maybe interfaces with the brain of a cat lady or a mouse, right. uh, this this stuff that we consider to be our sense of self-awareness is actually a free-floating state of, of matter that is temporarily interacting with our material form, giving us the impression thing. of a self. And thus we're all, yeah, it's its own thing flowing through us in the same way the water or the ocean water maybe flows through like a sea cave temporarily yeah. like and then and then once our bodies die it goes back to a different state it like goes back to its original state where does it because if it's matter it's really tiny it's very small so where does it i wonder where it would go well we i mean it would it w- i mean it wouldn't really go anywhere it just wouldn't be detectable through the through our bodies anymore it's, that's it's what maybe we call like, death it's like a quark or something it's it's a it's a tiny. It's a particle, maybe. Yeah, it's a it's a, a particle, or it's like a, a, a it's some form of matter that when it enters into time, I mean, who the fuck knows? It's it, out of time. Yeah, I like thinking about stuff that's out of time. Out of time, experiencing yeah. everything as a whole. Then when it then it kind of gets sucked into this like stupid temporary <laughs> black hole called a human body and then it's forced into this like ridiculously compromised situation of temporarily interacting with time and space and then getting all caught up in what it's going to wear and how it's going to comb its hair and shit it's like really demeaning and i imagine when it goes back to where it came from everyone's like you fucking you had to A-S-O. you had to mount a human for that long did you really do you that? had to take care of a human idea for that long <laughs> why don't you just stick with those sea cucumbers honey <laughs> They don't sea cucumber don't care what it do. You playing around with those humans again? Now they care about how, how much a cupcake costs and what where they got to park. That's so complicated, sugar. Why don't you just uh, stick yeah. to those sea cucumbers? Uh, word out, dude. I'm telling you, probably is like that. It's just there's probably some interdimensional park filled with junky sea cucumbers <laughs> injecting themselves into the human <laughs> entities. <laughs> 
There's <laughs> specials. There's like 2020 specials. Like, it's an epidemic. Everyone's hooked on being human. This is a terrible thing. Some, when you come back from it, you like shitty music. You want to comb your hair. We don't have hair. You care about breakfast. <laughs> yeah. What is this breakfast thing? Everybody's caring about breakfast these days. You can't Everybody care about... cares about breakfast. Everybody cares about breakfast. Nobody Everybody cares about me. Everybody cares about breakfast. Nobody cares about me. Why everybody cares about breakfast? Nobody cares about me. Cause I'm lunch. Everybody cares about breakfast. But I say, what about me? Just because I'm not a sausage. Just because I'm not an egg. Just because I'm not a big bucket of grits. Just don't make me something dead. Just because I ain't little baby, the little pork sizzling on your pan. Just because I ain't your breakfast, don't mean that I ain't a man. She told me she wanted breakfast. I told her I'm dinner instead. Oh no! She left me on the corner and had some toasted bread. Oh dear, dinner and lunch, baby breakfast too. I'm gonna cook up a bunch of beef and carrots and call it any time of day stew. <laughs> Honey, I'm a breakfast baby. Honey, Honey you're a lunch man. man. <laughs> I'm a little dinner baby living in a garbage can. <laughs> oh my God, wish you like dinner. Oh my God, you said lunch is the winner. Oh my, oh my God, God, breakfast, stay up and hit her. Pop her in the mouth, knock those teeth and share. Grab out her eyes, replace them with lies. Throw her in the fire and off her to flies. See her how long she lives in this fire. She'll live forever if I have my desire. Burning, burning, eternally in fire. Cause she wanted breakfast instead of my lunch. Bitch wants breakfast, she should get dinner. I'm a big lunch time bread bread winner. Oh, you know it's true, I slam my soul in the universe. Oh no, you know it's true, I slam my soul in the universe. Oh, you know it's true, slam my soul in the universe. Oh no, you know it's true, slam my soul in the universe. Slam your soul in the universal door. Slam your soul in the universal door. Slam your soul in the universal door. Now it's really easy to sing. That's better. Hey man, I'm a praying mantis. Hey man, I'm a praying mantis. I live in your garden and I got so much to do. I'm the father of your sadness. I'm the father of your blues. I'm the thing that makes you feel like life is hell. That'd be amazing if you found out that... All your suffering was 100% related to a shitty kind of praying mantis they didn't know about in your garden. Yeah, what That emanates got... dark vibes and just bring. <laughs> like, we, this whole time we thought, like, the existential angst that comes from being a human being, being forced to invent some purpose, the, the, the plague of modern life, the fact that we have to pretend that this endless commute to point A to point B to point C and back was somehow uh, what makes us feel happy. We, we, th- we, we thought we were feeling awful because this was bullshit. The truth of the matter is there's just some kind of super advanced 
darkness emanating insect. I bet it would be more of a scarab beetle, like some kind of vibrating beetle in our backyards that just emanates sorrow. Like anytime people, there's a mass suicide, anytime there's like an awful thing that happens, we just realize, oh, it's just this one easily killable bug. Look, just because you know about my existence doesn't mean you can change my effect on the human race. We can wipe you out. Good luck. It's easy, you're a little bug. I'm a little bug, but my consciousness is infinite. Yeah, but you're a bug. You're a helpless little bug that squash you like Helpless? This. Yeah, you Watch know. as legions of me come out of the nearest ficus tree and descend upon your car. Oh my god. Cracking every orifice oh, you god. have. Get in the car, honey! We'll destroy you. We, 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 we underestimated the power of these doom beetles. Get call, the I call you down, Underestimate the power of the Doom Beetle. Underestimated powers of the Doom Beetle. Underestimated their numbers. Thought there was one. There was a million. Thought there was one. There was a million. Thought that there was one. Was a million. What there was one. There now was one million. One million Doom Beetles flying in the air. Makes me embarrassed to feel my hair. Makes me question the skin upon my bones. Maybe I'd be better off if I was alone. One million doom beetles flying in the air. Makes me question my life and my choice hair. Should I live longer? Should I live short? I will find the answer in the highest court. Do you hear the buzzing as the doom beetle comes? Feel the power of it in your bones. Feel the doom beetle climb into your ear. Feel the doom beetle fill your heart with fear. Oh, doom beetle. Doom beetle, doom, doom beetle. Doom beetle, the doom beetle coming. Doom beetle running. Doom beetle coming, doom beetle humming, doom beetle humming, doom beetle humming. When you hear the beetle humming, honey, better start Hi, you're listening to feralaudio.com. This is uh, Live to Tape. It's a live podcast being recorded in the studio right now uh, here in Los Angeles, California. We are live right now, uh, live to tape, but digital tape, that is. The tape is not real and actual. It is a representation of tape using, but I don't know how it works exactly. (laughs) I'll tell you how it works. How does it work? 
So, uh, Duncan, you're on the air. Thank you so much, and thanks for having me on. Uh, great, great to be here. Uh, caller number six, Duncan Trussell, go for it. Uh, well, you know, you guys have been talking a lot about how does this work. Uh, how... Great comment. Cool. Thank you. Uh, caller number seven, Duncan Trussell, you're on the air. And I wanted to express to you... Great. <laughs> yep, cool. Thank you. A long-time caller, first-time hey, caller. Hey, uh, you're on the air here. Uh, what's going on? What's hey, your trouble? Hey, I'm a long-time caller, zero-time listener, and okay. I well, found <laughs> myself... I think you meant to say that other way around. <laughs> no, I mean I'm okay. a long-time caller. You okay, can't hang okay, up on me. Okay, I'm a zero-time okay. listener, never heard your show. But uh, I got to tell you, man, you guys are going to start finding a lot of fucked-up shit in the basements of some of the fucking buildings around Los Angeles. Really? You fucking okay. pigs. Do you hear me? Start looking now, because you're going to find some fucking giant glue traps with whores stuck in them. Okay. Like fucking rats! Okay, let's get the next caller on here. We heard uh, heard from uh, Duncan Trussell in Los Angeles about some glue traps that we're going to be finding in the basements. We're going to see if that's true. Probably not true. Like he said, he's a long-time caller, no-time listener. Doesn't quite understand the wavelength that we're dishing out here right now. Let's hear a little song here real quick and change it up. Three, two, one. Uh. Oh, damn. Oh, my. I love these. Parties. Have you ever been to a Hollywood party? You know, man, not yet. I've lived here about 15 years. And I've yet to be invited to any party in Hollywood. I, I hear they're great. You know, uh, I don't think they exist anymore. Uh, I, it's a myth. I don't think it's a myth, man. I'm pretty sure there's a group of very sophisticated actors. Sophisticated. Who have a lot of <laughs> success. And they're beautiful, and I and they they they've picked a lot of these houses up in the Hollywood Hills, and they have th these events up there. Yeah, and I've heard that you can you can come up there, and you par they'll park your car for you, and you go into this house, man, and it is so filled with stars. So filled with stars. Would you want to interact with them? God, what'd yeah. you say? I mean, I, I, I'm just at the point where it's like, if I, I, I'd just be happy to have one famous friend, you know, just one famous friend to take an Instagram yeah. picture with. Just all I want is just taking Instagram pictures of people. See, I want to be seen with the right people. I want to be seen out seen with, the right, with the right people. I want to be friends with the right people. I want to, I want to only return calls to the right people. I only want to know the right people, and the right people are the people who have been accepted by the corporations that are putting the wonderful entertainment programming that we call modern-day television on the airwaves, okay? That's all I fucking want, okay? I don't want a motherfucking friend who works at some goddamn... I don't want to be friends with street sweepers. No, I want to Instagram pics with fucking stars, man. Stars. I want to stand in front of fucking... I want to stand in front of corporate logos on red carpets. I want to wear uncomfortable clothes in front of corporate logos. I want to get in fucking pictures in front of clothes. corporate logos, man. I just want some corporate logos behind me. God damn it, that's how you know you did it! What's your favorite bank? Like you gotta ask. The best bank in America is Bank, bank of, of America. America. 
Yeah. I love Bank of America. Mm, you know I do too. I love Bank of America. Oh, withdrawals and deposits. Bank of America. They're so kind, they email me all the time to remind me to come in for my yearly financial evaluation. And it's free, too. <laughs> I love standing in line in the Bank of America. Their air conditioning feels so clean. Air conditioning so clean. Air conditioning, what I need. Air conditioning in the so Bank of America. The best way to interact with human beings is giving them rectangles of green or taking from them rectangles of green. That's the only way you should interact with members of your species. It should only be based on financial transactions. Should only be based on money. And that's Bank of America. Wells Fargo's pretty good too. Not a bad bank. HSBC. You gotta love them too. What about Chase Manhattan? Yes, please. What about City? Thumbs up. City's a big bank, also known as Umbrella Cork. And we gotta love them too. Gotta love City. Cause we know this one thing's for sure There's only one way to run this world It's with these bankers and all these banks Connected in some massive brain We're driving us on the singularity train I think the banks are responsible to give us that singularity They're gonna do it The people who work there are humans They love this planet even more than you and me Thank you, money. Thank you, money, for giving Thank me Thank you, money. bankers. <laughs> oh, man. I got to tell you one of my favorite bank stories. Tell me your favorite bank story. So I'm standing in line at Bank of America. I've got a check for 3563 to deposit. Okay. Some work I did. Yeah. Uh, on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, so this is a little while ago. Oh, yeah. This is the only money I I ever get from TV or have been getting for the last 12 year, years. Oh, so you I get residuals from it. $35.69. I'm standing uh -huh. in line with that. I'm proud of that check. Right. Okay. It should be. And let me tell you something. When I'm in line, if you're near me, I'll tell you the story of how I got on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Tell me the story right now. Oh, it's let's a great story. Let's pretend we're in the bank line together. So here's what I did. And anyone can do this. It's a very simple thing. All you've got to do... Let me get some background music for us right, real quick. All thank you. Do you like Franz Liszt? I sure do. I like Liszt. Okay, here we go. Just a little bit of background music from Franz Liszt. Okay, we're in the bank. And so I'm standing here in the bank, and let's just imagine you're standing in front of me. You're somebody who's in line to deposit your check, which I guarantee you didn't get from that wonderfully hilarious HBO show right. with that cantankerous Larry David who cracks up America day in and day out, <laughs> night and day, night and day. And let me tell you something. They did not write lines. They truly improvised every single line and curb your enthusiasm. When that, when that Larry David and Jeff... 
Garland get together with that incredible cast of characters on that show, you can be guaranteed that there is laughter rolling through the cities of the earth and every single person. It's a real deal. They're doubled over. They're buckled over with laughter because they cannot believe, A, that this is improvised, and B, that kink tankerous Larry David is at it again. You just don't know what he'll do or where he'll go. And he says the things we're all thinking but we're afraid to say, and it does get him into trouble. But he doesn't care because that Larry David, the creator of Seinfeld, is truly a comedic genius. And I will tell you this, and I will say it to the hills, and I would say it to the lowest pits Okay, of so hell. you're in the bank. Well, this is what I'll be saying to you. Okay, so I'm listening. So I'm in. All right. Well, do you okay, do you well, want to hear my story or not? Well, I've, I've heard a lot of it. Well, I'm 5% in. Okay. So that I'd say it to the lower pits of hell or the highest peaks of heaven. <laughs> that Larry David is a funny, funny man. I agree. He's and I will funny. tell you I this. He him. is the gold standard of comedy. He is cantankerous. He is not afraid to say what what's on What does cantankerous his, mean? It means that he is a, an irascible rascal. He oh, is a... So you use he, the, another word. I don't he's know. He's a chafed... He's a just chafed. a chafed sort of Jewish man who's just a grumpy old... And he will say a racist thing. He he's will a say, goat. He's an old goat. He's an old goat, and you just—he just is not. He will not use the. He maybe doesn't know how to use the remote control, and he won't be afraid because when he says to uh, the man in the wheelchair, he'll tell it like it is. Like, well, he'll say what he feels, right? And he will improvise it, and okay. that is so funny. So, uh, this so is yeah. how you get. This is how you get on Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's very simple. Okay. Living in the walls of my apartment, there was one of those little miniaturized deer. And oh, I love miniature deer. Well, but they're great until they get into your goddamn apartment oh, wall. Oh, because they can die in the wall. No, because their little hoofs click around. Oh, right. the so click. I like the clicking. I can't sleep. I like the clicking. I like the sound of it. I can't good. sleep with it, Johnny, and it's just when... I just think it's every night. I think it's Christmas when he does a little clicking hoofs. You think, oh, the Santa's reindeer on my roof or I whatever. I think it's Santa's reindeer. It doesn't make me sleep. Well, it helps me sleep because I think that the safety of Santa Claus is going to be in my house. It's going to save me from any bad people coming trying to rape my babies. Well, that, let me tell you something. If you don't want your babies raped, keep them away from miniature wild deers because okay. those are some horny sons of bitches. Well, agree to disagree. Well, you get it. Look, YouTube. YouTube wild deer baby. <laughs> And look what comes up, and you better be ready to not sleep for a couple of weeks. So YouTube wild deer and baby. No, miniature deer. What, miniature wild deer? Or you deer? can miniature horny deer and look baby, and the interaction is not cool, man. I and don't I'm telling about you, this. Well, they'll hump your face off, honey. But they're many. Well, that... How, how big do you have to be to hump someone's face? Well, that's a good question. It could be any be size. You can hump, but to do damage to death, you have to be pretty big, I well, think. Well, yeah, we're not talking physical damage. We're talking the damage that comes from waking up and seeing that old red rocket coming out of the huh? bottom of that miniature deer, and, and you realize you've been slurping on that like a loopy straw at a margarita fest. Let me tell you I, something. I got such a good outlook on life, nothing can damage me mentally, only physically. Well, I'll tell I get you. raped in the mouth by thousands of many deer, and I wouldn't care. I keep on keeping on. Well, then technically it's not the R word. And by the way, jokes like that just don't fly these days. Okay? Maybe, maybe they do at the comedy store. Well, I got. Let me. Let, can I finish my curb Can't, story? Yeah, go ahead, and finish it. So We're here's the, the story. Here's the story. What a lot of people don't know is these little deer. 
they're kind of like occult batteries. Every single one of them has at least 10 to 25 demons inside of them. If you can catch that deer, and the way you do it is really quite simple, put a little bit of cheese on your floor and surround it by a pentagram and some Syrian roux. That thing will what the hell is Syrian roux? Well, Syrian roux is a psychoactive, uh, it's a psychoactive uh, herb that will make you trip balls, baby. Where do you get it? You go, I'll give you two guesses. Well, uh, okay, one, the forest, two... It's called Syrian Rue. Oh, you get it from Syria? You get it from... No, you get it from Glendale. There's a shop in Glendale. Oh, itself. I thought you meant Syria, that wartime country. No, S- Syria, Glendale. You get... So there's a shop that sells this shit. You play some Syrian Rue couple of blocks of American or Swiss or jalapeno jack cheese down. Jalapeno jack cheese gives me a hot exit when I poop. Because what happens is the cheese cloaks the spice, right? Yes. It cloaks it. You yes. taste a little spice when you're in your mouth. Yes. But then as it goes through your digestive system, it yes. peels off that cheese. It's broken down. And yep. it leaves nothing but that little nub of spice. And when it yeah. hits your anus, it unloads. Just that un- will... It's like a bunch of troops coming off a boat in Normandy. They uh, just unload. And it's poo-poo. Yeah. It's hot shit. It's like the circumference of a volcano, I it guess. Just, it just it cloaks that little hot nugget. And, and you got to ask yourself. That's a really important question. Why do we have nerves in our anuses? Well, so you know not to eat jalapeno cheddar. <laughs> That's I never a... eat jalapeno cheddar at all anymore. I, I guess I'll stop. You should stop eating jalapeno I cheddar never, To be honest, I never made the connection. Between jalapeno cheddar and getting that little hot fire and nope. that? I thought, honest to God, I thought it was breakfast burritos that were giving me hot exits. But now that I think about it, it's that jalapeno cheddar inside the breakfast burrito. That's what it was, because it, it, that, that milk, that milky cheese product, it, yeah. coats the little, yeah. it coats that little chili flake. I get it. It coats it, and once it goes through the once that once that gets stripped off of it in that digestive system, yeah, it hits the anus and it just unloads. Now I get it. it I gotta tell you, you changed my life because the next time I go to order a breakfast bread, I'll just say, leave out the spicy cheese. Don't put. You can put spices in there, just don't put spicy cheese in, the in cheese. there. Cheese. So that's the thing. It's like uh, cut, it's you know what it is. It's, it's cutting corners. I get it now. Just You're talking about a Trojan horse. It's a goddamn Trojan horse. I'm I not kidding. It. I'm not kidding at all. It's I a get Trojan it. mother. It's like a submarine for spice. You got it, baby. It's a spice submarine. Now I get it. I understand. Jam, mm-hmm. damn, damn, jam. I get it now, Jim. Ding dong, damn, jam. Wish him was a can, man. I love it when we come to these epiphanous moments during your show, Johnny. I gotta tell you, this is what I live for, is just to have these kinds of conversations with my friends that not only make me feel loved, but make me feel as though I'm still educating myself. And one of the main reasons I came on your podcast is to talk about American Research Foundation for the Educational System of America, which is a brand new foundation that I've become the spokesman of. You do not have to stop educating yourself when you no, get out of high school or college. You gotta college. keep going. You gotta keep on trucking, baby. Keep learning. Get a library card. Go to the library. You will be able to use that card to bring books home or just to sit in the library and read. It's a wonderful place when it's hot outside just to go to the library and continue. Because they to have educate. to have air conditioning in there. They got it. Legally, they have to because it's good. You know, books have to be preserved. They also have to have a masturbation room in the bathroom. You know, every room in a library is a masturbation, masturbation room mm-hmm. if you look at it from a certain perspective. Because I get stimulated by books. Well, I mean, 
The book is one of the primary erotic sense organs of the literary world. Every book is a clitoris, and in, 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 inside of that throbbing book is the words that will make your brain come. And I look at those words and I just think my brain starts thrumming and thunking and bubbing thrumming. and throbbing. Thrumming. Oh, I see a word like juice. Or we're like cancer. Or we're like pudding. Or an author like Thurman Compote. Thurman Compote? I just see it. I just get I want to spit up. I'm so ready to rip it out. I just love opening up a book by Thurman Thurman Compote. Compote. And just reading every... I savor every word. Every word I hold in the mouth of my brain. I just hold it in my mouth. Like a sweet, sweet pea. And I I hold that and let it just dissolve. Hello, that's a word. It sits in the salivary glass lands of my consciousness slowly dissolving into a thought pattern that one day could grow into an epiphany and that friends is why i like to keep my thought garden seeded with books thought garden seeded with books you never know what you made a mistake for don't be one of these writers who never reads don't be a writer who never reads don't be one of these 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 actors who never watches a film don't be don't be an actor who never watches a film you want to just don't be a participant for god's sake just be, be an actor be a fucking participant you know what i like is when on the news they talk about trouble overseas yeah. like in syria and they say well i tell you what who's doing this it's just a bunch of ba- it's bad actors oh you mean crisis actors no not that when they say oh they, these people so who's doing isis who's doing killing it's they actors say, they say it's bad they say oh these are just bad actors well they are i auditioned for it but you know what i'm talking about they use the word actor i auditioned for isis you did i did they said I was too good an actor. I oh, couldn't you got to be a bad actor? You're not, you're not big enough? No, I went in there, and I guess I'm, not, I'm such a bad actor, I couldn't act like a bad actor. Yeah, and that's a thing. Well, yeah, being a bad actor, if a real bad actor, you can't act bad when you're supposed to act bad, because you're going to be different than when you would be if you was bad acting for real. See, I wish I'd talk to you about it first. If you talk to me, I would teach you how to do it. I couldn't teach anybody to act. I could teach a dog to act out of a paper bag. I would love to learn more about acting. This is one of the things I really have been dreaming of being is a Hollywood A-list celebrity actor. Cause Shut like, the fuck up. You have? I have. I've thought about it a I lot. Th- you thought about trying to do it? I would love to be an A-list Hollywood celebrity actor because when I see... There's only 15 or 20 of them. Well, I know, but I mean, obviously, it's like not the most fun. They're all getting divorced. They're all getting dead, doped up on pills and yeah. I, you know i think i could get in there and keep a stable marriage and keep those pills out of my mouth and entertain a lot of people being uh-huh. a hollywood celebrity a-list actor would be really great i think you have a good shot just as much as anybody but you gotta think about uh, you gotta think about what you're doing because you get into that too early and you might have a problem. You might have sex with the babysitter and get a little right. kid in that baby. I wouldn't. I'm telling you one thing's for certain. I don't care if that babysitter walked in on me and I was sitting there in my Hollywood A-list celebrity actor silk robe and it was kind of falling open right over my oh. hard abdominal muscles yeah, d- and you could just see the very the rip. very tip of my penis maybe emerging from my silken drawers. That babysitter could walk in and she could put 
chapstick on her mouth and say, I'm gonna suck you like an Alabama toad sucking on an anaconda until you wither up like an old autumn leaf. And I would say, no, I respect my family. I'm a Hollywood celebrity A-list actor and I am not going to engage in infidelity with you, nor will I partake in drugs. And I would say that and I, I would save my marriage. And I wouldn't go through this drama that so many of these A-list actors... Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie... I didn't want to say it, but they're putting us through hell. They're putting us through hell. We have to share in their pain. And let me tell you something. If you get into the point where you can get in the homes of so many different American families, you will be vetted. Your tweets will be, be vetted. You, will you be gotta vetted. make sure those tweets. If, if you got bad tweets and you really delete un- those things, you, you gotta will get be vetted. You will be analyzed, and not only that, we will go through every single bit of your mail, and we will discover your hidden demons. <laughs> because if you want the high privilege of getting into the homes of, of American families, you can't. Have, you can't be getting shipped packets of dried cum from nope. Myanmar. Nope. You no got Nope. That, that, you know what anthrax is? Yeah, I do. It's just dried cum. That's right. It's dried cum. That's all it is. And see, the reason it's so dangerous is because nothing's grosser in this whole world than someone's cum you don't know. There's nothing when worse. When it's all dried and powdered like that, it's super fine powder. If you just even flick an envelope, it's going to dust up in the air, create a haboob of smoky jizz powder. That's <laughs> right. Swirl around your One lunch. One of those haboob clouds blowing through your, into your lungs. You get a haboob in there? Your cilia will. Your cilia. You, you go down and look at those cilial folds and that mucousy membrane down there and that cilia gets covered with that jizz, jizz. that jizz dust that just drip. And if you zoom in on that with an electron microscope, you can see that every single particle of that dried up jizz looks like exactly like one of those sandworms out of Frank Herbert's dune with sharp, glistening steel teeth. Shitting acid, spitting fire, and drilling right down into the subsurface of your lungs and laying that jizz, laying their little eggs in there. So it's bad, which is why we've got to vet our A-list Hollywood celebrity actors and make sure that if there are, if you have the privilege, Johnny, if you have the privilege of going into the homes of American families, then you better be ready to be analyzed. You better get ready. You better get ready to get analyzed. And you're going to go into the home of an American family and millions of an American family. If you have the privilege to go in the homes of a million American families. These are not European families. And these they're are orgies. These aren't, these aren't European families having orgies day in and day out and putting drumsticks up their butts and shooting Roman candles at each other in the middle of the night. These are American families. These are American families. And you, if you're gonna go in the homes, if you're gonna go in the millions homes. of American families, you should be prepared to be analyzed. You better get ready to get all of your body looked at, examined, every fold documented, charted. I'm gonna chart the inner folds of your armpits. We wanna see it, we're America. What's under your fingernails? What's under your toenails? What's behind your knees? We wanna know. I wanna know what that film is. Right underneath your balls. I want to feel that film stretch. I want to see it. We want to analyze you if you're going to go in the homes of the millions of precious American families. You better be prepared for analysis.
want to see what you have to offer. We want to know what you are, where you are, how you've been, how have you been, what kind of cards do you send to your friends in the holidays? We want to read your writing. I want to know what your writing looks like, bitch. I want to taste your blood. I want to know if you're top A, top B, top C, or top P pervert. We need to know everything about you before we allow you into our American home. If you want to get in the homes of an American family's home, you better get analyzed. You better be prepared for a full-scale analysis. We want to know where you go at night. Do you burrow into some thick pervert's hole and lay among stacks of old pornography from the 70s, clumping bits of pubic hair onto your face like a false mustache while you read from the Communist Manifesto? If that's the case, then you will not get the honor of going into the homes of American families. You will not get that honor. If you want to be an American family viewership home, call now. one 888 645 3920. Get analyzed. Let us know who you are and we'll make you an A list celebrity actor. 1 888 640 2980. We will analyze you. Oh. Duncan? Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, we were talking uh, earlier before you got here <clears throat> about. Um, you know, we both bank Bank of America. Yep. And you were telling me about how when you had a residual check, yes, for uh, your uh, you're going to cash. It was it. over but, thirty bucks. Right, over thirty bucks. So you were in line there. Yeah. So I'm in line at Bank right. of America, and yeah. uh, and I'll tell you something, man. Okay. When I'm in line at Bank of America, I'm gonna tell you how I got my checks because okay. it's like I think we need to like discuss this. We need to be open about our finances, and uh, so I'm standing in line. I'm telling this man in front of me. He seems to be a Dominican uh, a Jesuit, so I'm telling him the uh, how it happened. You know how to, he goes, and I saw him looking at the check. He was looking at the check. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. They do that. They do that. And he looked at the check, and he looked at me, and he's like, "Is that check gonna curb your enthusiasm?" <laughs> and I said to him. Yes, it is. And let me tell you something. I worked with Larry David. I was in the room with him. <laughs> I saw Larry David and Jeff Garland crack each other okay. up, and they improvise. Let we me know this. We've already Well, I know, this. but I, now I'm telling you what I told the priest. So he was like, they don't really uh, improvise that. I'm, and I swear they, to you, they did. They he's did. a priest or not, I almost slapped him. Because it's like they... How dare you call that into question? In How a public dare you? setting? Larry David is the golden medium for comedy. He is truly the funniest man on earth. And when Curb Your Enthusiasm comes out, everybody just laughs. And you can feel it in the air when a new episode hits. Because I go to the market and everyone seems a little happier. The fruit is riper. You don't get any of those hardened avocados when an epic Curb comes out. They're more, they're softer, ready to be salted. Yeah. Placed on taut, 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 taut. They're taut. They got like a skin taut. They've got a tightness to them that I just love, and I and I call it that Larry David Sheen. But what, how did the story end now? Well, I'll tell you. Tell uh, me, ended up. Okay. Well, here's how it. Well, to, for a story that for a story to end, it must first begin. Okay. Well, you've been and taking a real roundabout way, little bitch. <laughs> this is a prelude. Okay. So anyway, here's the story of how I got on Curb Your Enthusiasm. And if you're interested, you can get my book. It's on Amazon, and it's called The Story of How I Got on Curb Your. 
enthusiasm. So there's a little deer living in my wall. Oh, right, with the deer. I back to that yeah. little deer. Well, this is the thing. Those things are basically, they're, they're, they're occult chalices. Uh, they're just filled with demon energy. And, you know, normally you got to sell your soul to the devil to become an A-list American Hollywood actor. Right. I'm not saying I'm one of them. Right. I, I'm not even on the list. You're on your way. Don't worry, honey. I love to believe that. Sugar, you're on the track. I love to believe Here's that. Here's how it works. Everybody's sitting on a moving walkway in an airport. And nobody's walking. Yes. Everyone thinks they're going slow, but all you gotta do is look over that poor soul right. who's getting exercise walking. Right. And be like, oh, I am on the track. I'm on I the am track. On it. I'm on the track, and I'll you tell just, you. You only, you only got, sugar, you ain't got no reference points. You gotta come over and meet Gerald and Tim and Bimbo, and they'll give you a reference point because they don't, one of them don't got eyes, one don't got feet, one don't got hands. Let me they, tell you, they, my, get, they get by. I, here's my dream. <laughs> my dream is to one day. Be an A-list Hollywood celebrity. God damn it! You already told me this. I want to know about how you got casted and what it was like. Well, I'll, here's what happened. Okay. So I'm in line at Bank of America, and this Dominican Jesuit looks over at my check. Uh huh. And I say to him, "Look at this thing. This is a this is a check. If they call it a residual, he didn't know he's you know he's in there putting his communion wafers. Yeah, he's putting. They don't make no money, and they no, especially don't get residuals. They don't get, they get residuals from God. They get well, stuff. right. I guess that's a, what is that? A good dream and not being able to to, to come. I don't even know. You can come if you're a priest. Oh, I didn't know that. That's you interesting. Can't, you just can't come in a person, or you you can't come in a person. That's oh, all. I didn't know that. Well, I said now. I said to him. This is a residual check from the wonderful comedy show on HBO called Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yes. There have been many seasons of this show, and I explained to him the way that seasons work, which many people don't know, that a show comes out and it's, the network will order a uh, series of episodes. That's called a season order. Yeah. And then if that show does good and it gets in those homes of American families and makes people laugh, the network will make another season order. And so now we get what's called season two, three, right, four, right. five, we, we, six. We know Curb that. Your enthusiasm has had over 700 seasons, and there's only one reason for that, because Larry David is the funniest man in America. He is <laughs> okay, so funny, and he is not afraid. And he is told the, us this. Let me tell you, he is, the water, talking about. he is the watermark for what comedy truly is in America, because he is, A, not afraid to say what he feels it's or thinks, true, and true. B, he improvises every single That's line, true. fresh off his mouth like dew off the petal of a flower in the Garden of Eden, and when I watch Larry David tell a joke, I feel like I am watching the birth of a universe in every single syllable out of that man's mouth. It's a big bang. It's more than a big bang. It's the big bang that made the big bang happen, that thing that happened inside the big bangs. I want to hear this. We know Duncan. I understand how good he is, and I know about the show. Pretend you're talking to me, not to the Jesuit Dominican. Okay, okay fine. Tim, I know all this stuff. So here we go. Then. So he saw so. the check. Get to, get to the goddamn point, or I'm gonna. He saw the check. She had to get off the pot, honey. Oh. Okay, he saw the check. He and saw he, the check. And he said, "Well, what is a residual?" And I said, "Well, there oh, is a comp, there is a script." There's a screen act. Can I finish? There's a screen actors guild, which I'm a member. And I'll tell you this: when you get your SAG card, that's a hunting license. That's a hunting license, okay? Because when you get that card, now you can go on uh, SAG-approved union auditions instead of non-union work. And you gotta work your way up. So I got that SAG card. You're telling somebody who knows, baby. I know you. I mean, you are an A-list Hollywood actor. On I'm not. Well, no, you are. <laughs>
Do I want to hear the rest of the story? So I ended up uh getting that deer out of my wall with a little bit of cheese and Syrian roux. And this is on the night of a full moon. And that thing came wandering in, slow and easy. Did a couple of circles around. You could tell he knew it. Thought it might be a trap. He thought it might be a trap. They ain't dumb. They ain't dumb, no. That little son of a bitch. They're small, but they ain't dumb. They've got those brass hooves. Those little brass clickies. And that thing, and it was like... Click, 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 click right up to there, and I remember, clack, I remember the way the, back, the, clack, 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 the moonlight shining down on that tiny oh, little deer, and I remember clack, I could see in its little eyes, and I was wearing all black. I was wearing black mascara. You could see inside was, that little deer's ass. I could see into its ass, and I saw. I'm telling you, man, I saw inside that little deer's asshole a tiny little TV, and you know what it was showing? What? Clickety-clack. It was showing curb. Curb your enthusiasm. Those little hooves run sand I could see Larry David in there making jokes and running around on Santa's back. That deer was farting out Larry David's voice. Running around on Santa's back. Clickety-clack. Clickety-clack. Running around on Santa's back. Oh my God, my Santa baby. Come on, give me toys. Running around my house at night, still making all that noise. You're stealing all the cookies, you're stealing all the jam. You stole all my Christmas babies, running up a tab again. Santa, Santa is the king. Santa will return again when you're not looking. Out of the sky, Santa will come, leathery wings covered in cum, things dripping lava too, Santa's gonna come for you. Santa said, God, I won't worship you, I don't care what you're gonna do. God said to Santa, get the hell out, he took his friends and he was like, fuck you, I'm going down to earth. I'm going down to earth. I'll become the frozen spirits in the vegetation. Santa, do you think you got everything you need that you need a lot? Oh my God, Santa Claus coming on the backs of the big old boys. Santa, Santa, coming on the backs of the big Santa. old boys. This is, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I this know. is, uh, you know, it's, I don't know, what do you want me to say to you? Because it's, uh, obviously you just decided you'd kind of come in here and piss all over the place. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I supposed to come in and have some kind of fucking philosophical, spiritual conversation with you? Cause I don't do that, baby. You know, you know, I was hoping that you would just maybe for once not come in here and piss all over the place. Oh, you know, I don't like piss. 
That's that's so fucking basic. You know what it smells like in here? What? It smells like a basic bitch it whining. Smells like, it smells like trussle when he smells like a dehydrated trussle wine. Mm. That sounds like good. Someone, like someone You mean it smells good? It smells like a fucking bunch of shit wine. No, no, it smells like a forest filled with the most delicious and shit wine. Flavorful flowers. It smells like friend. a bunch of grapes no. going on a vine that can't reach the sun, so they're just pissing out. Well, piss. you know what they say? He who smelt it dealt, dealt it. it. And he, that's you, man. So you welcome to And also they say he who smelt it held it. You're a kiss piss. You're a piss kisser. You're a kiss pisser. Then you're a ki- You're a piss kisser. You're the yin to my yang, man. It's I'm, true. A yang, I'm a yang. I'm a yang a ding dang. Give it up. I'm a Dunkin' Duck. Give it up. I'm a Dunkin' Donut. Give it up. You ever, someone ever said that to you? Yeah, all the time, <laughs> every day, hundreds of times a day. You know, I've actually never thought that about you. What? I've never thought to say you're dunk. Say like Dunkin' Donut. I get harassed constantly, day in and day out, man. It's the fucking worst about the whole Dunkin' Donut bullshit. It's so sick, sick fucks. I have a question. It's kind of dumb. What? Have you ever been to Dunkin' Donuts and yeah. place an order? What? Place an order and they say, what's your name? Yeah, I've done that. And what do they do? Roll their eyes. Do they really? I think I'm being sarcastic. Do you say it's spelled differently? No, I don't even, at that point, I'm just, I feel like I've, I've been getting fucking punched in the solar plexus by the beak of a steel crane. A beak of a steel crane. Do you prefer Krispy Kreme? Uh, you know, I'm gonna, I get this, I, I, I get this, uh, I get asked this question a lot, you know, yeah, in, in my do. process, uh, hey, it's man, a lot of just being room? in the moment, it's a lot of just letting myself be who I am, and I'm not being afraid, you know, and if I could go anything to the people of the world, and you can do anything you want, yeah, you you really can do anything you want, just don't be afraid, you really can do anything you want, don't be afraid, you don't be afraid anymore. You really, you can't. Fear is the fear is the, the mind killer. Fear is the little death. Fear is the little death. I thought it's an orgasm. What? Little death, orgasm. Orgasms are the preparation for fear. Meditation is the preparation for orgasm. Meditation, orgasm is the preparation for fear, and meditation is the preparation for orgasm. Can't come when you're scared. It's very hard. Oh. Next you time you're really afraid, just start jerking off. That's what I do as a kid. If I was scared of ghosts, I just masturbate. It works every time. If I'm in a graveyard, that's why you'll mostly see me jerking off because I'm scared as hell of death. <laughs> you heard that song before? No, I want to hear it. That's early B. Hey Duncan. Yes. Where can people find you? Hey guys, <laughs> uh, go. the The best way to find me is to uh, go to find an imperial pyramid located in your local sacred grove. Press the three side bricks six times and wait five minutes. I'll be there. Is there an imperial grove that you find the best? 
Yeah, it's the Champion Grove of Pasadena. A Champion Grove's good. Yeah, I prefer the uh, what's the one called up there in Upland? Um, oh, Stanks uh, Palace. Stanks Palace, but I think it's also near uh, Wishes or Horses. Oh yeah, yeah, Wishes or Horses uh, Mount Five. That's a great grove. There's a That's lot a of grove. sacred groves. You know, there's two things that if you want to find me, that you can do. One of them, you can. Uh, Go to a grove, any grove, a sacred grove, and just become yourself. And then in that becoming, you shall experience me, and I shall feel you. I feel you. Not all of you, but I feel some of you. And you feel me. And you know that I am you, and you are me, and that we are the decentralized collective of freaks, friends, artists, non-artists, geniuses, and idiots who seek to slowly erode the very pillars of this polluted society that could be so much better if only we didn't allow these psychotic, bought-and-sold freaks to be our leaders. We will secretly decentralize, and before they know it, we will be a gelatinous ball of bliss, uncontrollable, wild and free. Nothing will resist us. Come join me. I'm here waiting for you. You can find me. Okay, you can find Duncan at that uh, that that space that he just talked about. Uh, also check out DuncanTrussell.com. Also go to the FeralAudio.com website page. Interact with it in a pleasing manner by shopping on Amazon for all your favorite things such as toilet paper made of bamboo. Why use trees <laughs> when you can use bamboo? No shit. There's multiple different varieties of bamboo toilet paper. I use it every single day. Every time I take, take a shit, which is at least four or five times a day, and I use bamboo to wipe my ass. Bamboo, it's coming back at you literally every day from the ground. Shoots, and it grows in cool ways. Also, check out DuncanTrussell.com. Check out DuncanTrussell.com on tour. Check out johnnypemberton.com. Please check out uh, the Feral Audio website. This has been Live the Tape with Duncan Trussell. This is the guest. Live the Tape with Johnny Pemberton with Duncan Trussell, a.k.a. the Executive Buffet, also known as Hands on the Branch. Here and we get are. a hand job on a train from someone you love. Thanks, Duncan. Thank you, Johnny. I'm going to let this play for a second. You want to just listen to it? Yeah. I'll put up lots of reverb.